0: My message is easy simple courage and success Joshua 1 verses 7 Be strong only be strong and courageous Be careful to do according to all which the law Moses May 7 commanded you Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may be, you may have success You know in, where, in wherever you go, there's a connection between strength, being courageous, and success. Say, I must be strong, I must be strong. and courageous. Be courageous, then I'll have success. Father, we thank you for your word tonight, this morning. Thank you for your grace that flows through it, mighty God. Thank you, Father, for the anointing that you are already standing on, for your power and your favor, mighty God, that begin to flow in this house. In Jesus' name, everybody say... Let's come to the definition of success, according to the Cambridge Dictionary. Courage is the ability to control fear in a dangerous or difficult situation. In other words, courage, somebody said, you cannot be courageous unless you've been fearful. Most of the things that have happened in your life that has made you to be who you are, was because you were reacting to a particular setback in your life. It is courage, the ability to control fear in a dangerous situation. It is the quality of mind and of spirit that enables a person to face difficulty or danger or pain without fear, but in bravery. The synonyms of courage is fearless. Can you say Fearless. Daring endurance, tenacity, audacity, heroism, determination, firmness, fortitude, backbone, power. Power. At yours, I've already given you a lot of names. Tell somebody next next to you the other synonym. (laughs) Whether in so to There are quotes of courage that I want to bring across to you. One is that says that I won't mention the sources, but I quoted it anyway. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is courage to continue that counts. We've all had some success, but failure follows. We've all has had some downfalls in our lives. But courage is always a continuous factor in our lives. One quote says, you cannot swim for new horizons until you have courage to lose sight of the shore. And when you lose sight of the shore, it's when you lose your space of comfort and getting into troubled waters. And Jesus Christ normally, most of the time, loved to challenge believers his disciples, to leave the show to get into a place that was going to be testing their courage and faith. Somebody once said, for the orchestra to perform effectively, you need to turn your back against the crowd. Dorothy Bernard said this, I tried to put it in a context of scripture, I struggled many times, but I had to understand it. He said, courage is fear that has said its prayers. It's fear that has said its prayers. Let me take some few characters firstly, across the world, in our times and season and before us, of people who are courageous. The first one is Abraham Lincoln. The past American, if you can show his picture there. Look at the man. Doesn't he look gorgeous and handsome? (laughs) Just keep it there. This man faced many challenges. Both before and after he became the president. Due to the fact that his family was poor, he wasn't given many chances in his life. Like most of us. People from Illinois, the states probably was coming from, did not like the way he looked. Do you like the way you look? And they talked about him. He lost the elections. Of course, if you were to put that face <laughs> before 2019, I'm telling you, it would be a struggle. He lost the election more than four times before becoming the president of the United States of America. He was called a monster. Not just behind the scenes like you do when you call pastors, it was something written in articles and newspapers. (laughs) You can check and Google it and see things that they said about this man. His formal learning was ridiculed. Like most of us, we've been to some varsities, that are called push universities, especially I come from the University of Zululand. Most of the time we were ridiculed, but I always wonder, because most of the people that have been presiding over the, 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 the local fraternity in this country come from that university. But yet it is the university that was dumped, the push University. Many people who are here that have made real impact in life and in communities in Africa, South Africa and the world, have been ridiculed from the, for the schools that they come from. He was called a coward. I wonder how can, can you call that man a coward? These guys were brave, I'm telling you. <clears throat> he was called a coward. He was called an idiot. The original gorilla. <laughs> they even used the word buffoon. I really don't know. Where was the human rights here? His speeches were ridiculed by the press of the day because he didn't have maybe the accent that America loved. Do you know that America and UK they always ridicule each other? UK doesn't like the American English because they think it's a copy from them. Finally, in in 1860, he won the election, defeating a notable opponents. If you will see their pictures, if I put them on here you will see that these are the people that could have been chosen to be presidents. In 1860, he won the election, defeating notable opponents known today as the USA president. Who, he is known today as the USA president who fought for human rights. Sometimes the very thing that oppresses you, it becomes the subject of your success. Some people are ridiculed for obesity. How can you change it? Because some of the people, they think that if you're you're obese it's because you eat a lot, but not necessarily. There are a number of causes, issues. How can you change the downside of your life so that in itself you can benefit the world and benefit other people? I've seen a number of people in sports in many other fields in life who changes the things that are supposed to keep them at the back, but they use it for the good. Let me take another hero. What about to shag a gassenzangakon? Uno tumeme, unu tumeshle zikamenz. Uteg naba fazi kwawa nunkabi. Bebe tege naba shle zemlovi. Be to shaga kai ku sakoba ingosi. Kandi la beza kunetezega. He was born out of wedlock. Something that the culture of the day considered to, to be a curse. Or a taboo. Let alone to be in your royalty. Simply meaning that. It means that you are born on the tree. It means that should you don't fit in this family. Now, he forced himself into royalty. Claiming his place in spite of his mother not having been in the royal house. Can you imagine in those days the royal homestead was a big royal home where every child is going to go back and see his mother and his grandmother. In the whole royal homestead there was somebody who aspired to be a king and began to break all the limitations of how he was born and he forced himself into becoming a king although his mother was not there. He began to be a living hope for the, all those who are single mothers. That by the fact that you are a single mother, it doesn't mean that your children are not going to make it in life. And by the way, most of the single ma- children who are born by single mothers are almost on top in life. He forced himself into royalty. He became the wisest king of the Zulu kingdom ever. Had. He was a great warrior. I know that most of the people, when they talk about warriors, I was talking to one of my friends here and, and traveling here in one of your sentin and walking around, and somebody was speaking that side. <laughs> so Shaga is known by the historians as somebody who was wild, who was killing and destroying people but I cannot argue this one. If Shaka didn't unite that part of the nation from, the, from, from almost the port of Mozambique to the south coast, and uh, the settlers came in to divide before he united the people, I wonder how South Africa will be looking like today. We'll be looking more divided, there will be more ethnic groups than we ever have, there will be more people who are divided by clans, there will be Romoyans, there will be all the other things, but God seemingly, in his own way, he's started this man to unite, but he was coming from his own limitations, and through courage, he was able to say, Gingos And by the way, most of the people don't know the other side of this king, that uh, He didn't even chase the people who were preaching. In fact, Shaga is one king that never fought the whites. He was learning from them and asking about their weaponry, how it worked. He even sent some some soldiers to go and learn. He was studying them softly and understanding them. They read the Bible to him and he was asking, Who is that king of kings more than me? And they will explain to many, he would say, no, no, no. So he's not that monster who came in to kill the other people. He is a king in his own time. And in a particular era, different from us, had a passion to unite people. Of course, it would come with blood at that time. But he was a very, very wise man. The only wars began to come after King Dingan. I think And began to kill before time. What about Pambatagamanginza Zondi? Not very far from my very own home is almost across the river where I come from in the deep rural uh, 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 landscapes of KZN. This man was not necessarily a king but he was defiant against introduction of an unjust politics by the entire colonial government. Pambatagamanginza Zondi was one of the major opponents of politics of pa- of a one-pound, an all-male residence over the age of 18. Many people died and they were killed on the valleys. There's a place next to my home. It's called Manyane today. In fact, it's called Manyala. Originally because people were died died there when Pambataka Magnunda was fighting and the corpses were on the on the on, on almost on the whole mountains of the people, whites and blacks, and the dogs began to eat their flesh of those people when they began and began to be there. It was the time and the season that a man from a deep rural area, man who was not learned, could be able to. Gang against the powers of the West and the powers of Europe and stand up. Those people were courageous. They say, even if the spear is inferior to the gun, with my courage I can face a gun. You know some of your your heroes like Winnie Mandela, Umama, the late Winnie Mandela. She had courage to stand against apartheid while her husband was in jail. I won't say much. We know the story, it's been repeated again and again. Dr. Nelson Mandela himself, Robert Sobukwe, and many others, Steve Biko, I remember the time when I was still doing varsity in the early 70s. No, 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 not varsity. I was still at school at that time, high school. I remember some other young people who, were, who would come to the townships to teach us mathematics who had been inspired and taught by Steve Biko. And, and Steve Biko, in the movement at that time, he would ask the students from varsity to go and teach us early 6, 6 a.m. students mathematics because in mathematics, he means, well, boom. all these overcame limitations they overcame stereotypes they overcame perceptions they overcame scheming against them by courage let's come to biblical characters Moses if you read the word of God and look at Moses there Exodus chapter 4 verse 10 2.13 2.13 the Bible reads Moses said to the Lord "When God wanted Moses to go back to Egypt pardon me pardon your servant for I have never been eloquent say I've never been eloquent Amen. neither in the past nor Samir have spoken to your servant I am slow in speech and tongue the Lord said to him who gave human beings their mouths so in other words I don't mind about your eloquence They are eloquent because of me. I can override their eloquence and I can send you as you are. Now, he said, who gave them sight and makes them blind? If not, I the Lord. Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. Say, God is going to help me speak and teach me what to say. But Moses said, pardon your servant, Lord, please, send someone else. When God called Moses, Moses had a low self-esteem. Like many leaders who had low self-esteem. I'm one of those who was very, very quiet. People always wonder, you know, if I stand in crowds like this, because there wasn't much self-esteem because of where you come from and the way I was introduced in the township was not introduced in a good way. I had a tough time to be introduced in 1977-1976 to come to Umlazi from the rural area. Firstly, I was not that acquainted with the robots. <laughs> Secondly, I stayed in a hostel. I didn't stay with my father and my mother. I walked along and saw the children who had their parents around so I'd keep quiet because anytime the argument arose within the learners, I will end up being a victim of the talk. And sometimes some of these things they follow you through even when you are older. There will always be people who keep who keep ridiculing you, who never. I've got people I started with at primary who don't who don't say who don't think I'm, I amount to anything. But God, I say. But God, I say. By God. So Moses had low self-esteem. Can you say low self-esteem? Low self-esteem. There are always reasons why we lack courage most of the time. Moses said, I'm not eloquent. I'm one of those people who are not that eloquent. Uh, but bless God, my children have studied in these schools and stuff like that. And one time, most of the time, they always say to me, Dad, we like the way you express yourself in English. You are African. We wish we can express because one of them had been through overseas and she came, one, before this she went overseas, she really wanted to speak like Americans and English people, but when she came back, I don't know what happened. She said, I want to speak and everybody must hear that an African is speaking. <laughs> Unfortunately, she can't because I'm a product of the schools that I learned, I learned from. I'm a product of a school that was in a tree. I'm a product on a, of a school where I didn't have apparatus for mathematics. I, I didn't know how to count. We used stones to count mathematics, but I majored in mathematics adversity. <laughs> Courage pulled me from the bottom and it placed me on the top of the, on the, top of the ladder of life. I, it doesn't matter where you are in life. After this conference right now, you are gaining up momentum to the highest peak of your life. <laughs> I'm not eloquent the first time I remember when I was, I was chosen at Varsity to, to lead the student movement, and I, I was chosen when I was not there. When I came back, I was chosen. I was a fresher. Then one, one brother was coming to another one brother said to me, hey, Collins, they chose you to be the president. The way he looked at me, it was like, hey, they are putting you into trouble. Because I was following such eloquent speakers, you know, people who teach English. You know, those who are doing mathematics and science, they know that there's no English there. See, i I push. And at that time, I was a fresh, so I was really talking like a stammering person, just like Moses was stammering. And I remember, you know, one of the friends looked at me. He said, hey, but Hey, what's back at can you imagine one, I need somebody to say brother you're going to do it, not one person said you're going to do it, in fact you're going to do it you're going Collins. number one I'm coming from the rural area I'm following people who have been in Soweto, people who have been in towns, people who have been in cities, you know, people who are coming from those homes. I'm coming from a home like Buswakoni Mbusi, Katankogang Emaria Mbusi, Taisu Mbusus <laughs> and Tolipulu. So, I'm going to tell you about who killed Ukolins. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about Ukolins. <laughs> Ukolins. Ukolins. In fact, other people, the way they talked, it was like they could say, please, let us nullify this and bring those organized people who are eloquent and speaking. But the Bible says God has chosen the wise. He says not many of you, when you were called, not many were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things. To shame the wise. But God chose the things. That of the world that are weak. To shame the strong. God chose the lowly of the world. To despise the things. And the things that are not. So that no one may boast. And some of those people when they come to certain places, that has followed us through. But we are we we But I want to tell you adversity called Broke Revival at that time. Through that young man's stammering lips, we began, caught began to move. I began to lead people. God began to move. People would come and visit and sleep over for the whole weekend to be delivered from powers of darkness. We filled 10,000 city halls. We want lecturers. We want a number of people because God, it is not just a man. It is the anointing. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good, healing all who oppressed the devil, for God was with him. Never expect a breakthrough to come in a jacket that fits your mindset. No, Moses. Moses! God says, I want you to go there. It's amazing. This is really amazing. Amazing how good... good, good night. Is this man? Most people wonder when they get introduced to leaders of influence. They check everything. Your academic full profile, the hololo. Your social profile, the hololo. Your family packing? No, 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 But God has chosen that. God has chosen that. I was in a conference, we had a conference recently, a big conference, so I was just moving around the ICC in Teban, and I was just, because I was staying next to the place, just walking there, wearing the chain. I was talking to people and stuff like that, and all of a sudden, and some of them were just talking to me, hi, hi, hey, hey, And all that stuff. And another one says, He was expecting somebody wearing a jacket. Somebody maybe serious in the mind. In fact, by the way, when I started to do mathematics and said, I'm going to major in mathematics... One of my brothers, I'm looking for this brother. If he sees he must meet me, I'll say this because he was a brother who assisted me to pass mathematics at high school. His name was Gerard. He was coming from La Ecole. And he gang as <laughs> a colour was <laughs> in was cart, Kruman Ganjan. Sadmore, what was here to Mara to Kromanganjan. Wangbuate May Mara Mara Ai Mara no, no, nie, no, 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 no. "He looked at my heart and he fixed it somewhere in certain departments, but not God. God had another plan for my life, and God has got another plan for your life." Do not allow your community to confine you. If you read the, 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 the story of, 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 of the story of, 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 of Moses, in the book of Acts chapter 2, verses 11 and 15 you're going to discover you're going to be amazed. How did God choose this man? I mean, this man in the book of Exodus chapter 2, this man went out and whether he was walking around during the tales of Egypt and bondage, and he saw a Hebrew, yeah, an Egyptian, an Egyptian beating the Hebrew. Then looking, at, then this guy Moses looked at this way and looked at this way and he saw, This is my version, it's not in the Bible. He broke, his, he broke his neck. He killed him and he discovered, what have I done? And he dug a hole. I'm not sure if the guy... It's not later. It will be very very bad if those those who study the Bible. Please help me. Did he help him? Because if he didn't, that, must be a very very bad thing. Have you ever taken somebody from nowhere? All of a sudden, this person takes over your business. He takes over everything. He takes over the limelight. Let me tell you something. Your past is yet to come. So he looked around. He dug it. And then one day, I'm not sure, this man was somehow always attracted to the things that had to do about human rights and people. He comes along, then he sees two Hebrews now. This uh, shows us that Moses was not necessarily a racist. So he comes along and then he says, Why are you guys fighting? Then the other guy says, Oh, you also want to kill me. Then he discovered, Oh, my secret is out there. Then he ran away, running away from who? Pharaoh. God, when he wants somebody that is going to free the people from Egypt, he chooses a person who to number one, That's where most of number two, cannot get their breakthroughs. Because God is going to send somebody who is not packaged, whose language is not coming in the manner that you like. This is your new manager of the HR department. God has anointed the weak. God has anointed those who doesn't have the style. God says it doesn't matter how he dresses. What matters is the anointing. There comes Moses, number one. He comes to a place where he's got issues. That's where there's a lock of heads between the church and the world. Because God doesn't do the way the things does. God is able to pick up people who are involved in kahis. And change them and redeem that. He redeems that passion and changes it. And that person one time is an elder in the church here. You keep on talking. But the blood of Jesus has cleansed him. The grace of God has washed him. And God says, go to them. I can't see them. Raising up the issue. When God forgives you, he doesn't mind what other people are thinking of you. When God has cleansed you, he doesn't mind what your family background is. He doesn't mind the past. He says, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone and a new has. And a new has. Then he goes around there. There comes Moses. And I don't see them saying, Moses, you killed somebody. He came with a fresh anointing. He comes with a fresh anointing, fresh grace. In the palace. (laughs) In the palace. Sometimes God chooses people that are unable. I've got a guy at church who is such a blessing in the church. But you know, when he speaks, he's got a stammering language. But let me tell you something God has taught me through that man. I spend some time, sit down, I'll listen to him because I finally say, I'm going Who said that if you are fluent in speaking like me, you are better than somebody that is stammering? God chose Moses. Yeah. And other people, why still think about what to say? They are already living and they are losing their breakthrough. Your breakthrough is in that leader that stands before you. He may not have a bachelor's degree. He may not be driving a particular car. He may not be able to match whatever, but God has chosen him. He may not even speak Sulu, Let me English or Swana, but God has anointed that person. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good, healing all who were pressed of the devil. For God was with him. It's an amazing thing. I met somebody on the corridors of the church, and she teased me, I think, together with another brother. And this person comes and speaks in sign language. You know, he speaks in sign language. And you know, I'm just wondering, oh, what would he see? Then the other person began to interpret to me. He says, yeah, thank you for us to come in the church here. We are full of the Holy Ghost and full of the power. He said, You know, Pastor, and so and so, I'm better than you. I can hear what you are saying, but you cannot hear what I'm saying. <laughs> there are things that I know, there are senses that I, I have. I can sense somebody coming from there because God has anointed me. Let me tell you something whatever limitation, whatever stereotype, That the world has placed you in. God is elevating you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And Moses as we know. A stammering man. A wanted man. Came back to face his prosecuting officer. His NPA boss. He comes to him. The anointing overshadows him. It engulfs all. The things around his life. He comes in walking slowly. He's not ashamed of how he speaks. He speaks the way that he does. However God has made you short and small, however you walk, people don't know why you walk that way. People don't know why you speak that way. People don't know why you have that shape of the body. Let me tell you something. You come from far with God. Just stand up and may not be ashamed. God, I think God, must most co- con- co- ex-convicts, ex-co- have sometimes within them something. We have been in the maximum prison, probably. But God wants to redeem your record. Uncle Uncle Isma, I think. He looked at Moses and said, if I'm going to free these people from this hardship, I need somebody with a brave heart, but seemingly it's misplaced. He says, I'm going to redeem that strength and that passion for the people. I'm going to change this man. I'm going to transform this man. I'm going to use him as a vessel of honor. The house of God is is built sometimes with bent bricks. People have been through something in their lives. God chose him. Take courage. I want to say to you, take courage. If you're from maximum prison, take courage. If you've been in prison, take courage. If there's something wrong that has happened in your life, I say take courage. This is a new era for your life. Your courage that is coming through the anointing is creating success in your life. What about Paul of Tessas as eye close? Paul of Tarsus, His record was that of killing believers. We love Paul, isn't it? white man by to Jesus. By the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, guys, close the door. Church is over. Because they know the guy. The guy is an angry man killing everybody, destroying everybody. Just like in Moses. God saw his bravery. There are so many people outside there that we need to reach with the gospel who are so fast, who are doing things. Some of them who are singers. Some of them who are musicians. Some of them got such powerful message. Let me tell you something. Have you seen that the world promotes certain, certain things through music? They use certain things to carry their message until something that is totally unacceptable become acceptable because they are called. They take the anointing that they have from whatever place. But I pray that God is going to raise new believers. I pray that the church is coming up again. I pray that the Lord is going to lift you up to another place in your life. I pray that you are going to take the highest place wherever you are. I pray that God is going to change whatever profession, whatever degree in your life, whatever sphere of your life. Let it be changed for the glory of God. On his way to Damascus, God spoke from heaven. Hey! That's my language. Hey, dude! Exhale, brazo! Then he said, who are you? Lord! He said, why are you persecuting me? He doesn't say why you're persecuting believers. If you, whoever touches you touches the eyeball of the Lord, it is not us that are being persecuted, but it is Christ our Lord that is being persecuted. Take courage. Courage is contagious. Where did Paul get this courage later on? You know that uh, this came in, in Acts chapter 17, verse 52 to 56, where the Bible talks of. The day where Stephen was stoned, and the Bible records that this man was so courageous for the gospel. I saw the longest message that he began to preach with people surrounding him carrying stones and everything talking against him. Today, we don't need stones, we just need social media. People can stone you in social media In every platform and try to kill And destroy you But this man stood up And he put every stone to him And while he was falling down Paul Saul was standing there And this man when he was there He he looked upward And he said He said I see the Son of God, standing at the right hand side of God, whatever persecution that comes upon your life, in your business, in your family, look up to heaven. You're gonna see Jesus Christ strengthening you, strengthening your life. Give the Lord of praise. Yeah. So later on, Wakalu Jehovah Jehovah Stephen, he said to, to Stephen. He said to, 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 to Saul, why are you persecuting me? About these believers. Why are we ostracized as a church? Why are we excluded from business deals? Why are we taken aside whenever they see that you are a believer? They begin to have stories and your deal is canceled. Why are you persecuting me? And later on, Paul wrote the last verse that I want to say. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8 to 12. He said, we are hard-pressed. Hard-pressed on every side. It's amazing. We're looking to build churches. We're looking to build structures. At the same time, people are losing jobs. People are losing certain things. We are hard-pressed on every side, but we are not crushed. We are going to rise from the ashes and service our God. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around the po- in our body the death of Jesus. So that the life of Jesus may be re- revealed in the body. For we who are alive are always given over to death for Jesus' sake. So that this life may also be revealed in our body. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. We are troubled on every side. Say, I'm troubled on every side. But not distressed. Say, I'm hard-pressed. But I'm not suffocated. I've seen people coming to church. i a love a, a last story. I know you love stories. I know that, Bishop Son. Once you're after 50, you say the same story. For the first time, let it touch you, please. So last story, then I'm sitting. This man, involved in our church, gave me the right to share this story, the family. Staying in Marencia, Marencia is next to the sea, powerful, powerful place, powerful suburb. It's one of the top suburbs in South Africa. I think he was living living around there, coming to church, serving God, building, giving, and stuff like that. But things went wrong, they lost the business, they lost their house, they lost everything. But they didn't even tell us that they lost those things. Continued to come to church. They, they couldn't even come and, and come and stay in the township. They had to stay in Alem Jondal. Can you imagine if you've been driving those big cars? You don't know what tax is all about. Some of us we're not sure what to take is endangered. They were I They were laughing at me so he took, they were taking a taxi. Just imagine taking a taxi when you have been driving those big cars. Coming to church. He said there came a time when they couldn't even have money. But every time they came to church. Hard pressed. Troubled but not distressed. Hard pressed but not suffocated. I'm going to drag my boat into church. Can you imagine if everybody, everybody used to come in our churches, people no longer testify. Except if they've got a new car. But I want to tell you, we are looking for people who are going to say, Jesus Christ has lifted my spirit in, in spite of difficulties. They kept on coming to church every Sunday. They kept on coming to the prayers. They kept on asking for a lift. Sometimes they walk on foot for about six, eight years. They never stop. Sometimes the gentleman says, at one time I had to work and watch people's windows so that I can be able to contribute in the kingdom of God and have something to lay on. I am hard pressed, but I'm not suffocated. I say you are not suffocated. We are not suffocated. These guys who are coming with big (laughs) cars, because your day is coming, because your season has come, as you take courage to the next step, you are unstoppable. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. Every place you place your foot, God has given unto you. Amen. And that family today, one day in 2014, over six years, they invited me. They say, Pastor, name our new farm <laughs> at Fryhead. I named it Jubilee. Whenever you drive to KZN, there is a board written Jubilee Farm. I think he's got more than one farm today, and I saw him one of the days I was in the rural area. It's a fear in him. What can I say? Bugagashe is him being cool. It's a fear I look at his face. Unkulu komasi kusesele. Ongaloku. Ongaloku. Oyabwana tanga tini unkulunkulunge. Islatasako. Ma upumanjama chivule. Usvule bebush. And take your Bible and bring it up. Besu vule mkolo. Uthatha maklasako. We are playing the cities that are here in the church, the ministry. Then they ask, whose father gave you all this blessing? And then you point out to Jesus Christ, our Savior, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Today, I want to say, church, this is our season. Take courage, Bishop.